Welcome everybody to the Andrew Says Election Special. Thanks for joining us. We are hot on the tail of the Canadian 2021 election. Joining me now in non-specific order, we've got comedian Ben Bankus. Um, ben, you're a podcaster. You are a social media extraordinaire. How are you doing today? Pretty, uh, pretty good. It's Very a lively answer. Question. Generic answer. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Laramie, UFC featherweight, uh, at Laramie TJ on Instagram, um, or TJ Laramie on Instagram, at Laramie TJ on Twitter. TJ, how are you doing? You got a fight coming up, don't you? How is everything going? Good, man. Uh, I feel great. I uh, fight November 6th at Madison Square Garden. Ben Bankus can't help himself, you guys. He's performing at a small bar next week. <laughs> 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 Our third and last but not least guest is Michaela Peterson. You know her from her podcast and, of course, her website and Michaela Peterson on Instagram. Michaela, how are you doing? I know you're very happy to see Ben Bankus. What's new with you? Uh, I'm fantastic. I'm I'm moving out of the country, so I'm doing great. We got a lot of questions about that before we even start. A lot of people want to know how and why you're moving and uh, they probably want to know where. You don't have to tell them that. But what made you decide to want to move to the U.S.? I don't like Toronto anymore. Toronto <laughs> used to be cool. It was one of like the greatest cities in the world, I think. And it's in chaos right now. And I don't see it improving. And so I'm going to spend at least the winter in Nashville and just wait it out and see what happens in six months because we either fix what's going on or everything gets much, much worse. So I'm hoping things don't get worse, but I'm out of here for the winter. Is this a subtle move of you getting hired by the Daily Wire out in Nashville? No, oh. not at all. Okay. Ben Bankus, did you get a chance to watch the debates? We had a French, two French ones, actually, and an English one. Did you get a chance to watch them? What were your takeaways from that, Ben? Well, no, because I have a life. <laughs> um, I like how you asked Michaela how she's moving, like plane, train, automobile. No, I uh, <laughs> I watched my friend send my friend sent me Snapchats of the debates, and he put the face filter of my face on Rosemary Barton. <laughs> uh, so that's what I saw. That was pretty funny. That's the highlight for you. The whole debates is your face being put on Rosemary Barton. Yeah, he put him on. And he put a, a fire beard on. Uh, Jag me. <laughs> ben really saved his A game, his A material for us. The jag me, fire beard, Snapchat filters. TJ Laramie, um, how did making the debates... I hate you. <laughs> how did watching the debates make you feel? Do you have hope for Canada after what you saw? Um, are you enthusiastic about going and voting? Or what was your response like for yourself when you heard all their questions being answered? Uh, I'm going to be honest, the debate didn't really interest me too much because the party I support most wasn't invited. Uh, so I didn't really take too much interest into watching that. Michaela Peterson, do you think a lot of hope was given to Canadian citizens after the last two debates? I mean, we saw politicians getting angry. We saw them avoiding questions, arguing with each other. What was your biggest takeaway from the debates overall? In my opinion, the platforms are almost identical. And the person that we should have seen debating was Maxime Bernier, and he wasn't invited. So that's an issue. A lot of Bernier love in here, I feel like, today. Ben Bankus, if you have to make a prediction, do you think we're going to go into lockdowns again if Justin Trudeau wins? Do you think we're going to have more border closures? What do you think happens if uh, Jordan, or Jordan Peter, Justin Trudeau wins the next election? <laughs> 
Well, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson might will win. be the next prime minister of Canada. Now, I think uh, Bernier is going to win by a landslide. Uh, Bernier. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we're all with lockdowns forever. I mean, what do you think? You think he's just going to let up? You think Trudeau is going to win and be like, we're all free now? <laughs> he's going to win and be like, lock it down. And then, you know, there'll be another election in 18 months. But I think that's the importance of for people who are like, I don't know, I feel like it's a wasted vote to vote for PPC. It's like, well, you're showing the establishment. And, and you know, if anything, you're pissing off Aaron O'Toole because if he can't win because you voted for PPC, then that should be a wake-up call for everybody. Like Michaela said, you know, he, Bernier wasn't at the debates, so people are going to vote for him, I think, even more. TJ, did any of the leaders come off as like realistic human beings who you thought they were giving real honest answers to the questions they were posed? Um, with all the leaders, uh, like like uh, Michaela said, the platforms are pretty similar. Uh, and like you were saying with the lockdowns, their lockdowns are among all the platforms too. They support everything. Uh, conservatives, liberals, NDP alike, they all pretty much support the same thing. So you don't really see too much too much difference between the two or between all of them, you just see mainly just nitpicking at one or the other. It's uh, It kind of gets boring to watch. I think the other problem is that we're actually in a situation where a lot of people want lockdowns, um, and that's the issue, more so than the, the government's wanting them, is they've already convinced people that they're a good idea. Look at Australia, and you know I know a lot of people are pissed off there, but a lot of people are happy to get money and not have to go to work and not have to commute and stay home with their families. Um, so, you know, unless you're doing something like we're doing or comedy or, you know, uh, fighting and traveling or doing something interesting, if you're wor working a boring job, why not? Why wouldn't you want to be at home? Right. So I think that's the bigger issue is kind of motivating our populations to not to uh, strive for above mediocrity. Michaela, you talked to a lot of people on your show. Did anybody message you at all from overseas, from the United States, about the stuff that was happening during the debates? There was a couple clips that we'll get to, one of which got viral um, with Justin Trudeau having a bit of a meltdown. Did anybody uh, ask you what the hell's going on in Canada right now? I think people have just written Canada off, to tell you the truth. Sort of. Like uh, I don't think America cares. Yeah, sort out Australia. I mean, Australians have enough to be concerned about being in Australia. Uh, Americans don't care about Canada, so no. The only people who are showing interest in Canada at the moment are Canadians. Um, I didn't get messages other than that, and I would say Canadians are concerned. I also don't know if I agree with Ben or I'm just in a different group of people, but do you think people actually want the lockdowns to continue? I find it very difficult to believe that people actually want this to continue. Well, I, I am pretty outgoing. I walk around and um, doing sober September. So I just talk to strangers now. And <laughs> I walk, I've been walking up to strangers and some people you'll walk up to them. And it's more specifically around the Vax Pass. But, you know, I ask people, you know, are you going to vote against the Vax Passport or, or vote for somebody who's against it? And a lot of people say against it, against it. We need it. And those are the same people that if lockdown happened, they'd be like, well, we need it. And they would blame, you know, if they are upset about it, they're going to blame the unvaxxed, um, you know, and then we'll move towards banning them from healthcare, which is pretty funny because then if the hospitals are full and the unvaxxed can't get healthcare, then who the heck is in the hospitals causing um, the backlog? <laughs> 
Michaela, where where are you getting the feeling that you think people are are not for extended lockdowns? Um, I would say from from Uber drivers mostly, or people on the street. I don't know. It might be just be people I associate with, but there are a lot of Uber drivers and a lot of immigrants, specifically immigrants, that are not happy with what's going on. So most of the people I've spoken with are. They don't. I've been informing them. And like, they're like, wow, we're screwed. One Uber driver I had, he came from, he was from Somalia and it, he had had a pretty rough time in Somalia. And he was like, this is worse. I was like, I'm so sorry. You came to Canada in 2019. That was really bad timing on your part. But PPC, I, I've been explaining that party to people. I think it's just a matter like people don't understand what the party is, what the differences are. And who, how to vote for them even like, it's like they don't exist yet. Politicians officially worse than pilots. Here you have it folks. TJ, you're pretty outward with, uh, your beliefs there and, and some of your political views. I mean, you're not putting out, uh, dissertations or anything, but I think we can decipher who you're supporting. Um, what kind of feeling do you have in your circle of friends? I'm sure you talk to a lot of different people, whether it's trainers, nutritionists, that sort of stuff, uh, UFC staff, what's your feeling? Um, around the people that you talk to, are, are they about done with all this or do you think they would continue with it if the government, you know, put forth the request of the people to continue to lock down? A uh, majority of people I uh, actually hang around with uh, don't support the Vax Pass and all that, but I do get like, I'm pretty vocal on social media, so I get, uh, I get a lot of opinions from just people I don't really know. And mm -hmm. It's a, it's it's just like they're waiting for the next step. They think the next step is going to be the what eliminates all these lockdowns, what eliminates all these restrictions. But that's how it's been since the beginning. All you know, just two weeks to flatten the curve, and then it's just oh, now it's a couple months. Now we just got to hit these vaccination numbers, and then it just goes to oh, now it's got to be ninety percent to a hundred percent. So it just keeps going on and on and on. And they always pick somebody new to blame. Like last year when the school season started, they blamed the kids going back to school. Like it's like. They have a scapegoat every time something goes wrong, you know. So um, most people I know are getting pretty fed up and tired with it, uh, people in my personal life. Um, but the uh, as far as the political parties go, uh, what I see a lot of in my friend group is, oh, we got to just get Trudeau out. Uh, yeah. Let's vote conservative, you know. But I'm like, man, it's the same thing. You're voting for the same yeah. party, essentially, right? So uh, you have that. That's why you got to educate these people on what PPC is. I mean, they've only been around for three years, right? So some of these parties have been around for 100, right? So uh, it takes a it takes a while to build up. I don't expect to win, obviously, this election, but to get a few seats is is a substantial gain. Um, so just to, just to inform more people. And obviously they're not giving Maxine much of a platform other than what he has on social media. So he's already at a disadvantage. So, but I think this election will definitely show a lot more, uh, uh, numbers for PPC, which I'm pretty excited for. Andrew, what I think is interesting is that, you know, this is like, uh, my friend here just said, what's your name again? <laughs> TJ. TJ said that, uh, you know, they keep moving the goalposts. So you have these people basically lying effectively about, you know, different statistics or what, you know, what we need to be at so we can open society. And then they look at us, the citizens and go, why don't you listen to the medical experts? It's like, because the medical experts just are making things up. The medical experts don't believe the medical experts. If they believe them, then we would just not even, we'd be talking about something else. We're talking about baseball right now. 
they've been wrong on almost every mark they've set. Yeah, so they far. just say things that are wrong, and then and then they're like, why why wouldn't you believe what I have? It's like <laughs> that nothing you say is true. Michaela, I'm, I'm going to ask you about a lot what TJ said there because I think that echoes a lot what I see in my inbox mostly is you're, why don't you support Aaron O'Toole? We have to get Justin Trudeau out. Do you get a lot of complaints about the vote splitting argument and that the first goal should be getting Prime Minister Justin Trudeau out of office and then worrying about the you know specifics of policies that should be in place after the fact? Do you hear a lot of that uh, from your audience? Yeah. And I actually had Maxine Bernier on my podcast and I asked him that directly, which was, aren't you worried about splitting the conservative vote and then having Trudeau win? Because that would be terrible. Like, isn't that a concern of yours? And his response was, uh, there is no conservative party of Canada. They are the liberals. And I was like, well, yeah, okay, but you probably just want to win. So maybe that's not quite accurate. Uh, but then I started looking into Aaron O'Toole's platform more and he wants a vaccine passport. Like almost all of his policies are very, very, very similar to the liberals. So he basically moved the conservative party over to the left to steal liberal votes. Um, so there isn't a conservative party. So I'm a bit, actually, no, I've made my decision and I'm voting for Maxime Bernier and PPC. Um, and that's because. Step down and let Bernier do it. That'd be sick. Yeah, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> Hopefully, he he wins, and then the PPC gets seats. But um, I don't think there is a Conservative Party of Canada at the moment. The Conservative Party of Canada, led by Aaron O'Toole, certainly isn't conservative. Caleb Peterson taking a dark turn into the realm of no hope. I think. Um, I want to show some videos here. Justin Trudeau. He's been, people have been pointing out that he's been very angry on the campaign trail. Now, he said people have a right to be angry, not a, not more than a couple months ago. And then when people started showing that anger towards him, the heckling, the blocking his bus and what have you, he said all of a sudden, no, those other people out there protesting this, they need to stop with the anger. It's, it's not who we are. And I should have said that in my best Ben Bankus Trudeau impersonating. It's not who we are as Canadians. So producer Justin, can we go ahead and play that video of Justin Trudeau? Um, Justin and Justin there, uh, talking about how you can't get on a plane or a train or you shouldn't unless you're vaccinated because of how dangerous it is. You deserve better. You deserve a government that's gonna continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't wanna get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. We need to be strong in the decisions we're taking going forward, and we need to put people first, which we have always done. Ben Bankus is uh, motioning something to me. I mean, he's clearly on Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like, uh, like how like nobody's that passionate about anything, <laughs> even <laughs> politicians. Michaela Peterson, do you think this is going to uh, create a two-tiered society? Putting this many people, I mean, it's twenty-five percent of the Canadian of the country of Canadians who wouldn't qualify to be on a plane or a train. Is this creating a tiered society system like we see in some other countries? Uh, One hundred percent. I watched a clip yesterday of a university professor. Is this woman? who's been a tenured university professor for 20 years, and she's an ethics professor. I can't remember the university, Western. but uh, she got fired. Western, yeah. Uh, she got let go because she wouldn't get vaccinated because she said it was unethical to force, you know, vaccines or vaccines that haven't been around for a while on people. So 
I've had people, one of the guys I had on my podcast, his name's Rav Aurora. He's a journalist for, um, New York post and he got fired from his job because he's not vaccinated and his parents are potentially being fired because they're not vaccinated. So yeah, this is a huge problem. Um, which is why I'm going to be wintering in Nashville. <laughs> ben Benkis, does this set a precedent for the ability for people to ask, mainly, I guess, government places to ask medical history for other things? Are, are we going to go down the road where people need to prove that they're disabled, you know, to wear a wheel, to use a wheelchair? Um, are you thinking this is going to set a bad precedent for the future of this country? Well, I think people with herpes shouldn't be allowed in nightclubs. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, well, digital IDs are coming to Ontario. That's going to be linked to everything. I, I, but I, my thing is, when you go to a government agency to get even your passport or anything, they're just so slow and unorganized. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, even with this Vax passport rollout, it's going to be a disaster. The 22nd <laughs> is going to be hilarious. There is just going to be people clamoring over each other. There's going to be fake passes left, right, and center. They're creating another, all of these restrictions from lockdowns, quarantine, all this stuff, it just creates more and more black market. And, you know, my one friend who's a lawyer said this, that you, basically the population is being trained, to, like the, the rule of law is being eroded because every yeah. the, the, the everybody's breaking the rules at all times, uh, you know, and if we have Bill C-10 and C-36 come in, every, you know, a casual, every golf course conversation will be a federal crime. So what, what are we doing here? We're just making everybody a criminal and we just get to pick it, you know, and like in Soviet Union, you just pick who, who are we yeah. arresting today because everybody's guilty. TJ, TJ as I, I mentioned, 26% um, of the population would not qualify to be on a train or a plane. That's one-dosed people and people who haven't been vaccinated at all. How do you think this type of messaging, and I think it's clear that Trudeau has gotten angrier as his campaign has gone on. There's no doubt about that in my mind. How do you think people who are unvaccinated or unqualified to go on a plane or a train, how do you think this sounds to them? Uh, well, I think it's pretty obvious that you're just putting these people at a lower tier in society compared to other people, you know, based on a vaccine status. And then we go back to the point where it's like previously, if you were flying internationally, you needed a test to fly. You needed all these things. You needed a test to come back. So my question is like, OK, do you trust your vaccines or do you trust your tests or do you trust neither? That like if there's not other measures put in place to possibly whatever, like curve COVID or whatever's out there. Uh, then I'm not sure what to really believe. You know, everybody's, uh, all these politicians are going back and forth. Medical profession professionals are going back and forth and they're not being really too direct with, uh, with what, what, what works or what they trust or what they believe in. Um, and as far as Trudeau goes in, uh, that video you just played, he's just starting to sound very desperate and, uh, they pretty much coerced most of the population to get the vaccine. So most people aren't really against vaccine passports because it doesn't affect them right so that, that, that's They're part of the master race now exactly so they, they they if you can give someone a chance to maybe feel a little bit better a little bit higher up than somebody else they're going to take it especially you know what i mean it doesn't it's no nuisance to them at this point but it's uh, all it's all about liability right like it, it's really just businesses and companies just being like how what what do we do so that we don't get sued if somebody gets yeah. sick yeah and then you know and the people are like it's not about Science is about control. Yeah, it is to an extent, but it's also just the law is like such that everybody's trying to protect themselves. And this is their way of doing it. 
and it makes no sense. Yeah, it's not it, logical. It's it just has to do with well, we don't want to be sued, so we better make sure everybody has to be vaxxed. Blah blah blah. It, on, yeah, on, on. I mean the, the that theory would make sense if vaccinated people were completely one hundred percent safe. You know. Well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but they're just like yeah. it's just a it's just paperwork, right? Yeah. Like, how can we? Well, it's as easy. They're they're coming out with this digital QR code for the vaccine passport. It's as easy as screenshotting your friends and using that as a fake one. For Is it? Scan. Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we talked a lot about um, the the party's platforms not being dissimilar enough for it to matter whether Maxime Bernier on the stage of the debates. I want to show a video of Aaron O'Toole on a news broadcast where they sort of ask him how he plans on getting out of debt with all of his spending. Can we play that clip, please? We have a massive debt here. Um, how do you intend, if you are elected prime minister, how do you intend to have this paid off so that generations are not paying for this for years to come? Great question, Melanie. We're spending right now $424 million a day more than we're bringing in. That's not sustainable and that's leading to inflation. So we have a plan to balance the budget over 10 years, focusing on help for families, help for small businesses, especially services and restaurants struggling after the pandemic, get them back on their feet, some funds for healthcare and for mental health. We've got the third pillar of our plan is, is a national leadership role on mental health, but we have to get spending down in a way that's fair and disciplined. I love the debit card B-roll. That's my favorite part of the whole broadcast there. Um, I want to just go off a list off the top of my head here that I wrote down of the things Aaron O'Toole plans on spending more on mental health, childcare, uh, restaurant rebates. He wants to give people money back for eating in restaurants a couple days a week. No tax in December. Yeah, that's a real thing. No tax in December um, on purchases. Funding for the reserves and increased uh, health care. That's aside from mental health and childcare, increased health care spending. Ben Bank is. This plan where it's over 10 years, which essentially is elect me twice and I'll do what I promise to do. Uh, does this make any sense fiscally to you? Yeah, I'm really the person to ask about uh, financial responsibility. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's, if you go on Aaron O'Toole's social media, he talks about these, these issues that, you know, people, if the world wasn't falling apart, people would be like, yes, great. Let's talk about that. Um, and, and like Michaela said, he's trying to get the liberal vote. He's trying to get the woke vote. Um, and the people who would regularly vote conservative are in the comments going, what about the vax pass? Um, and, and what is that leading to? And that is, you know, every time he speaks, if he's not talking about that and he just uh, brushes those questions aside, then, you know, he's going to lose core true conservatives, um, you know, and some of them are maybe are more radical, that are more anti-vax versus they're just pro-choice. But, you know, that's just the road he's going down. And sometimes I watch some of the things he says and I go, this guy wants to lose. <laughs> Michaela, uh, how, how do you, do you think, think Canadians feel about this ever-growing debt? Do you think that is, I, I mean, obviously people notice when their uh, cost of gas and their rent's going higher and everything's exploding into into inflation, but do you think this is really top of mind for Canadians sp spending more and more money and increasing our national debt? No, I kind of agree with Ben. I think if we're not talking about COVID and reopening or closing or getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated or forcing vaccinations, nobody cares about anything else right now. It's like, are you, when, when COVID inevitably goes up in the winter, are you gonna shut down the economy again? 
Like that's the question people want to know. Are you going to mandate vaccine passports? Which I think we have a clear answer on that, which is yes, I think from both parties, right? Guys, I think they're both on. on Isn't Aaron O'Toole saying that he won't mandate it? Yeah, he's he's saying saying he'll he'll, uh, let let the the provinces implement their own vaccine passports. But uh, I I think they would still probably keep a federal one in place, if I had to guess. All the provinces are already putting one in place, so it makes no difference. Yeah. Yeah. So so he he wants to sound like he's very uh, pro-provincial rights and that it's everyone in like none of it. (laughs) <laughs> like you can't go to Walmart and none of it if you don't have like a like what? somebody so look up how many Walmarts are in none of it I'm guessing it's under two hopefully one hopefully <laughs> at least one TJ Laramie you're a working class guy you fight for a living you uh, do contracting you do haircuts what is this kind of talk of we have unlimited amounts of money from the conservative candidate how does that sound to you uh, well I mean at the end of the day uh, like like uh, Ben and Michaela were saying uh, everybody's concern right now is COVID and whether or not we're going to be in lockdowns again, because industries like, uh, like for me, for example, if I'm cutting hair and barbering, um, or even training, training has been extremely hard in Canada, uh, with all these lockdowns and things shutting down. Right. So how are we going to ensure that these people are going to be able to make money? How are these, how are we going to stay open? You know, and there, there's no answer to that. And there's no, there's no definite answer on any of those those topics currently it's oh if the numbers go up we're going to lock down and they're already you can already tell they're slowly retracting things back now uh and we're moving towards a lockdown for sure within the next month or two you know what i think is interesting is that they only talk about who the vaccinated versus unvaccinated with hospitalizations but they don't talk about that with cases yeah so they'll be like there's a thousand cases and of that 300 people are in hospital and of that you know, 90% or whatever are vaccinated or unvaccinated. It's like, well, who's who's spreading it? Is it only the unvaccinated? Because let's look at the, the case numbers, who's vaccinated versus who isn't. That's, I mean, is, is that stupid? <laughs> no, I, and at the end of the day, too, I mean, if... Do you if like the, my haircut, by the way? Oh, it looks great. Yeah, looks great. my girlfriend. Job. Uh, at the end of the day, if... Uh, if these people are vaccinated and it's supposed to show you less symptoms, these people aren't getting tested. You know, they aren't, they, they aren't going to be getting coughs or sneezes or losing their taste and smell. So they won't be going to get tested and they won't be bringing in the numbers that we should be seeing if they want to stop the spread so bad. And I think a lot of unvaccinated people aren't getting tested because, right? Like, like generally, I think people who get the most tested for COVID are people who are the most worried about COVID, the people who are wearing masks, getting vaccinated. They're the ones who are like, do I have it? I have a yeah. sniffle. People who are unvaxxed are like, I don't know, I had a cold, I laid down, and then I <laughs> you know, I played Grand Theft Auto for two days. You know, it's so, it's very unclear. People also, people also don't want to quarantine, right? So if they have a cold and they're like, well, maybe it's COVID, they don't want to go get tested so that they're being checked up on if they're whether right. or not they're quarantining. So... I would say a lot of people aren't getting tested. It's like the logic of going to a restaurant. It. It's it, the logic of going to a restaurant and they like they ask you those questions. First of all, going to a restaurant if you're on a date and the first question is do you have diarrhea <laughs> on like a to, to see if you can come in the restaurant. <laughs> but who who's going to a restaurant and they oh you have a a, a a screening test? Oh, I do have all these symptoms. I better go home. Like they, like it's just so <laughs> yeah. stupid. I, I think, think that's, that's uh, comes come from, from the liability, liability thing again, it's, Ben yeah, Bankers. But it's but it makes it just makes people go insane because they're just like, what am I doing? No, 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 no. Everywhere you go, you have to go. No, 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 no. As soon they're going to trick you, and you're going to be like, 
Actually, one of the no's was a yes, and we actually took <laughs> you. So you have COVID, you have to go home. So the federal debates were lovely times, and a lot of the first debate seemed to be focused around the leaders not wanting to talk to Rebel News or, you know, try to give their latest cool quip and clever quip to uh, to one of our reporters. So I want to show Justin Trudeau, I would qualify it as a meltdown. People like Avi Yemini, uh, Jack Posobiec said that he was on the verge of tears. Take that as what you want for how it looks to you. Let's go ahead and play that clip. This is him responding to a reporter, uh, Tamara. Uh, I thought it was a fairly simple question. Let's go ahead. Uh, the reality is organizations organizations like yours uh, that continue to spread misinformation and disinformation on the science around vaccines, around how we're going to actually get through this pandemic and be there for each other and keep our kids safe is part of why we're seeing such um, unfortunate uh, anger and lack of understanding of basic science. And quite frankly, your I won't call it a media organization. Your group of uh, individuals uh, need to take accountability for uh, some of the polarization that we're seeing in this country. And I think Canadians uh, are cluing into the fact that uh, there is a really important decision we take about the kind of country we want to see. And I salute all extraordinary hardworking journalists that put science and facts at the heart of what they do and ask me tough questions every day, uh, but make sure that they are educating and informing Canadians from a broad range of perspectives, which is the last thing that you guys do. <laughs> I want to know what, what science he's referring to specifically. I mean, he mentions how dangerous um, everything is for children. I have the stats right here. Uh, 12 people under 20 in the country died of COVID. Uh, 70 people under 30 and less than one and less than 1,000 people under 50. So if you span that over six months, that's one person per day under 50 that has died of COVID. So I'm not sure exactly. It is, it, we don't want anybody to die, obviously. That's an easy thing to say. But when you're going to call somebody uh, an organization anti-science and then just you know not have the correct terminology on your hands about how dangerous it is for children, that's really strange to me. Uh, TJ Laramie, what do you make of that? I know that's the first time you're seeing that. How does that, how does that make you feel about the prime minister that, you know, he hates us so much that he can't answer a question about something? Honestly, uh, that video, like, it's not surprising to see that kind of response from him because it's just, it's a one source of media that's going a little bit against what I, or just showing the other side of what people, what, what people are seeing in all the other mainstream medias. And uh, it goes against slightly what he's trying to promote and to support where, where I mean, he's, he's going into the morality of, uh, oh, if you don't get vaccinated, you're hurting other people. You're doing this. You're a bad person, you know, where it's like, oh, and then he brings children into it. Of course, you have to do that, you know, because that's uh, that's the last straw, you know. Uh, but like like you were saying, uh, if you're talking about science and you want to talk about numbers, kids are a little like there's a little difference between this and the regular flu uh, when it comes to uh, fatalities uh, with with this virus. Right. So if he's talking about science, I mean. You just show the numbers and people can decide for themselves. It's not hard to figure out. Ben, a group of individuals doing media together, I would think, is defined as a media organization. Does the prime minister know it? Why does he think it's a victory to not call us a media, media organization? I don't know, but I'm offended that he assumed your individuality. <laughs> is that uh, a gender, gender thing? thing? I don't know. 
Uh, I think he's just trying to like turn on woke people or like women, they, whatever. Because he does look good in a suit. Can we at least admit that? He was kind of hot in that video. Um, But not for me. But like if you were like believing in how evil Rebel was and you saw him do that, you'd be like, yeah, he's sticking it. So he's just trying to get people. He's using, he's trying to use this anger, fear thing and get people angry. And, uh, you know, they will. Like if you were to talk to people who support him and they'd be like, Rebel, they, they to say, they just regurgitate what he says. They're evil. They're bad. It's misinformation. I like how he says misinformation and disinformation. What is that? It's like, what do you, what's the difference? He's saying, saying that we're, we're doing it on purpose and by accident because we're too stupid, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, Michaela, you're not a big fan of Trudeau, I take it. I know you're not a big fan of mine. How does, how does Justin <laughs> Trudeau and the other leaders, uh, Blanchette, uh, Jagmeet, the, the coolest guy in the world, how do you think this looks to a person who's a fan of neither that the leaders just can't take a question because it's from, a, from somebody they, do, they don't like, excuse me? I'm a little bit concerned that most of the population can't tell Trudeau is not very smart. So <laughs> seriously, like if you haven't figured it out by now, then when are you going to figure it out? So if it's, <laughs> if you're someone who's attracted to that kind of response and you can't see the kind of like Ben pointed out, he's, I wouldn't necessarily use the word manipulating, but kind of manipulating people's emotions. If you can't see that, you're probably not very smart. And if most of the country is like that, I don't see how we're going to make it through the winter. We know what he did for a living before. It's not like it's a mystery. It's like he was yeah. a snowboard instructor. He was a drama teacher. I remember my drama teacher and I failed. I actually failed drama um, <laughs> because they didn't go because it was so bad. Um, and I guarantee you his, his class was no better. So it's pathetic. It's not like he has a PhD or something. He's a PhD in love, Ben Bankus. I think you're forgetting that. Um, I, w- I want to get to some fan questions. I put up a post yesterday if anyone wanted to ask any questions. And this will be the, the thing that I think sends us into the Ben Bankus stratosphere here. This is his time to oh, shine. <laughs> I'm set, really trying to set him up. Well, the first question is from Philly Boy Hoops, who I think is Ben Bankus. Um, he wanted to know when is Michaela running for prime minister. I think we can turn that into a question of, is Michaela Peterson ever considering running for public office? I think you probably have more influence depending on how big your social media game is. Like look at somebody like Joe Rogan. So no, but I'm planning on getting bigger on social media and trying to influence things that way. Like even having people on your platform, um, I hooked Maxime Bernier up with my dad. So he's going on dad's podcast next week. So hopefully that'll change things. But I think that there are better ways to, um, how do I put this better ways to have some power than necessarily going into office. Plus I don't think I could handle it. I'm too volatile. But don't you think it's a stepping stone nowadays? Like, you know, like how Trump, like, like getting some sort of fame or notoriety first, I think could help. And then doing it. And then doing it. Yeah, we'll see. Rogan might be the president of the U S in our lifetime. Potentially he might just get that fed up and run. I could, I could get behind that. Well, we'll see what the future brings. Maybe. That'd be Maybe. Badass. Or I might Rogan? stay in Nashville. That would be good. That'd be badass. I like that. President Rogan, Rogan Vice President who, Ben Bankus? Michaela? <laughs> Are you a <laughs> citizen, Michaela? Is that uh, what the secret is here? No. Okay. No, I'm not. But 
that would be cool if Michaela was prime minister, Rogan was president. <laughs> wow. I can get We'd behind be that. If Rogan becomes if Rogan becomes president, then I'll consider it. Yeah. That's, That's a, a fair, fair trade-off. Okay, the second question is for TJ from Rob Van Barnveld 85. Uh, what would you say to Teresa Tam if you met her face to face? Oh man. <laughs> I like I, I wouldn't really have words. I would just have to ask her. Like uh, my biggest thing with her is uh, where she comes up with all these make-believe fake numbers, her predictions on all these skyrocketing waves. At one point she was predicting Canada to have over sixty thousand cases a day. It's like she's just pulling these things out of thin air. Um I, I wanted, wanted to ask Ben Bankus, but I don't know if I should. I'll I'll keep it tame. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, no, I won't. <laughs> I, pro I would just, I would ask her uh, if she's seen my work. Michaela, if you, you could have, have one of these people on, like Justin Trudeau or Teresa Tam, maybe even Doug Ford, what's your, what's the bare bones, most simple question do you think you're going to ask uh, one of these people? I assume that you disagree with the way they've handled everything. I would probably ask them, okay, say vaccines don't spread the, co don't stop the spread of COVID. What's the plan? Like, say COVID doesn't go away and vaccines don't work very well and people are still getting sick. What's the plan? Are we still shutting down the economy? Like, at what, at what point do we say, okay, this is around, we don't have a great solution for it, and we need to just continue, like, open up the economy and just live with it? So that'd be my question is just what does it look like when we say, okay, we're done. This is here and we just have to get through this. And this is life now. Forced suicides. <laughs> <laughs> Are Doug Ford's daughters going to come on your show? I think that would be a good move for them. I don't yeah. Do you, Do you think, think that's possible, possible Michaela? Probably. I could reach out and see. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. If I were them, I'd probably be staying away from controversy. They don't. Uh, they don't. I hear you on that. And then, then I'm, I'm going to touch on that too. They're happy to do it on social media. But wouldn't that sort of be like if Michaela Peterson refused to comment on the stuff that's going on with her dad? Yeah, but I mean, my brother is not, not around. He, he, like, he doesn't exist on social media. So I can see why families would want to stay not involved. I clearly wanted to be involved. Uh, I don't know how to fix these things. I'm not very happy with Doug Ford either. Like he's supposed to be conservative and he just goes feels like he goes in whatever direction whoever spoke to him last goes. <laughs> Sounds, Sounds like, like they're going to be on the Ben Bankus podcast as their first step. Uh, that should go over well. <laughs> this question is for Ben Bankus from Wickwire. Ben, can you weigh in on how Howard Stern is praising the establishment in vaccines? Uh, I don't know. People get rich and then, like, if I was rich enough, I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> I'd not come on this show. I don't know. Like, you know. People get to that point where they're like, uh, what do I got? What do I give me the, you know, like Biden, give me the list. What am I saying? <laughs> I agree with the, the stat, you know, so I think a lot of people who would have said differently 20 years ago, how they feel are now on the side that you're like, I can't believe Howard Stern or so-and-so is agreeing to this. And it's like, because I, I don't know, they probably just don't care anymore. But if it was them 20 years ago, they totally wouldn't be on board with this. And that's why a lot of conspiracies exist, because it's like, I don't know, these, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I had I had a thought. But it you had a joke. joke. Yes, I promise you. Well, uh, I do think that 
Justin Trudeau is always, you know, he can't, he doesn't understand why there's so many conspiracies, yet he legalized weed and made everybody high 24 <laughs> seven. He's like, so everybody's high now. Why are they have conspiracy <laughs> theories? It's like, you did that. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for our last question. I want to get some predictions from you guys. Maybe a comment on how Maxime Bernier was kept out of the debates. I know, if, uh, I think most of us have, have spoken to him in person at this point. Um, starting with TJ, what exactly do you think is the result going to be from this election? Do you think Bernier makes a big splash? Do you think Trudeau gains or loses ground? What do you think? Uh, I definitely think PPC is going to win at least one seat uh, in Maxime's riding for sure. Uh, seeing two to three would be ideal, but like I said, there's a, they've only been around for three years. They're getting zero media push at all, you know, by the big sources. Uh, no spot in the debates. People really don't know who they are, but if they could even have any showing in the... Uh, in the house, that would be that would be great. Michael Peterson, same question to you. What's uh, your bold prediction that we should all bet ten grand on right now? I think the conservatives are going to win. There'll be a liberal minority, uh, and I think the PPC are going to see more votes. I think going on Dad's podcast next week will help, and then hopefully, maybe next round they'll be more seen as a legitimate party. Uh, yeah, I think the Conservatives are going to win, though. I think everybody's kind of fed up with Trudeau, I hope. Ben Bankus, are you writing yourself in on Election Day? What does that mean? Voting? <laughs> voting, voting for, for yourself. yourself. Like what? All right, All right how, how about, about you just answer the question? Who am I voting for? No, no what, what do you, do you think is going to happen? happen? The joke, joke was, and I expect you to, to, to know these things, things comedian, like you're going to vote for yourself instead of Oh, well... Let's leave the comedy to me, Andrew. <laughs> it's like when I'm doing a show and I ask an audience member something and then they try to be funny and I'm like, no, don't do that. Just answer. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to say what I thought before that I forgot was I was saying about the Howard Stern and these guys. It's It almost feels like society waited for all these people to get rich enough that they wouldn't care about all this going on. And a lot of people that would have been outspoken about this are like dead and gone. So that creeps me out. That's just my conspiracy. Um, but as far as what's going to happen, I don't know. It's going to be, you know, Aaron O'Toole and Trudeau are neck and neck. That's what they keep saying. They're neck and neck. It's like, well, one guy, isn't one guy kind of supposed to be like in jail or something? And then the other guy's just bald. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, burn. it would be so cool if all the polls were just wrong. Like it was like a Trump style, just sweep. But I think it's possible actually that, the th I think it's possible that Jagmeet could win because the PPC could split the vote. So it could actually get higher. They're at 11% or 12% now. They could get as high as 20% when the, when, cause a lot of people are closeted PPC voters and kind of everybody's going to be in that 20%. And, it, you know, so it, it's a toss up. I think it's a real toss up. People are, you know, if you look at the polls, it's not, but like, like, and Michaela has the more prudent view of it, but I think it could really be a toss up. Exciting times to be a Canadian. Lockdowns, who knows if they're coming again? Hopefully not. I want to thank all of our guests, Ben Bankus from the Ben Bankus podcast on YouTube and Instagram. And, of course, his Patreon, TJ Laramie, UFC fighter. TJ Laramie on Instagram fighting. What day again, TJ? Uh, November 6th. November 6th. I'm going to be watching Michaela Peterson, the Michaela Peterson podcast. She's fleeing the country, but thank you for joining us. Uh, Michaela, is everything okay over there? You seem a little depressed. I'm not I'm not depressed. I don't seem depressed. I'm I'm fantastic. 
This is this is just what Andrew. This is Andrew's like flirting or something. <laughs> no, it is not. Okay, thanks to our. Thanks I for, love shutting down Andrew. Yeah, so it's, that's what I go for. I go for the the bad joke, and then Ben comes can, in and it's saves okay me. if you're blushing because then you almost look tan. Thank you to producer Justin and the producer Efron. Even intern Mauricio, we thank you. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll have to cut out most of Ben Banken's jokes. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>